Howdy, howdy, my strong friends. Welcome to the Strong Society Podcast. I'm Nate Kadlicek, and I will be your guide through this podcast. Our focus is on developing strong bodies, minds, relationships, and communities to help solve the most pressing health and social issues threatening the world today. To do this, I interview local and global leaders in health, fitness, business, and government who are actively working to strengthen their communities through service to others. Our special guest today is Jolie Kabrinsky. She is a badass entrepreneur, a fitness fanatic, and is passionate about life and serving others. She is opening a new fitness facility slash community with the very apt name Electrin. Not electric, Electren. I'm incredibly excited to share this conversation with you as we dive into her values as a person, how she has served her local community over the past two decades, and what her vision is for the future of her business. Please enjoy this conversation with Julie Kabrinsky. Could you talk about uh, Prime? Okay. And your journey through that? Yeah. Up to the pandemic? And then what you're doing with Electrum. Because I, I, I like, I'm excited to hear oh, about it. Oh, thank I think you. I, I've, I've heard and like read, I've been following your Instagram posts. So the, the vision is amazing, but I want to oh, hear it thank you, from, from your words. So, um, and feel free to like steer me if sure. I become so zen <laughs> that I suddenly just lay down on the floor and meditate my idea <laughs> to you. Well, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I would like to tell our listeners that Nathan and I love talking to each other because that was something I thought we had in common oh when you came goodness. in and we, and we would be desperately needing to do appointments or get work done or whatever and find ourselves chatting. So this is a real delight to speak to you and I'm really, um, excited to be here to talk about anything, frankly. But our shared business in a way, right? Like yeah. the shared business of taking care of human beings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in, um, so being a trainer and a nutrition coach and a health coach is kind of a third or fourth version of, of myself. Um, but when I moved here from Los Angeles, where I had a background in the entertainment business, I found that I needed a career that was going to be sustainable in this area. And it, and it was always sort of a side passion to be a, to be in fitness or to enjoy fitness, uh, take, you know, being trained and taking classes and running and doing triathlon and all that. So, I um, trained. I became a trainer, and uh, and then this uh, a business opportunity arose with two other trainers in town, two other women like-minded, equally ambitious, and we opened in t- the end of 2008, very beginning 2009. We opened Prime Personal Training, and the tagline was lifestyle, athletics, wait, fitness, athletics, and lifestyle and nutrition. So just the idea being that it's a a boutique fitness experience yes. and uh, three of us each uh, handling our own clients and uh, collaborating on certain things, but kind of um, running a, a boutique fitness studio, essentially. And I, I do recall that, I, and maybe you're, you're not aware of this, but at the end, well, you, of course you are. Why am I saying that? End of 2008, 2009 was like a real downturn in the economy. I was going to ask about yes. that. Like, how did that... Because I know that it was like a down. Because two thousand, give perspective. Two thousand eight, I was just a little baby. Right, um, I know. I was, That's why I was I think, careful. I was careful I was as seven, I. I think I was seventeen. Because I graduated high school in two thousand nine. Yeah. So I know there was the downturn of the housing market. Yeah. 
Um, how did that how, how did that affect the well, opening of the business? We, That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting because uh, it was the climate, right? Like it was where it's you know we live in a very affluent area and we don't. Um, it's, it's hard to feel, you know, maybe what a lot of the country is feeling in terms of the devastation of the economy. Like here we're in, we're in a safe little space. However, when you think about business, you're, you're really, you are sort of plugging into the context of the world. And, um, and whether banks are doing loans or whether, um, leases are, are going to be favorable or, or how high rents are, all those things are reflected when you're making a decision to make a business. And I think what, what it was, was we were just really um, gutsy and ambitious and willing to ask for what we wanted. So we really negotiated a screaming deal on this location um, because one of the partners, Jen, was just, Jen Maniello was like, she said, I'll just ask them, are they willing to let us have a rent for the first year that's very low and then we'll raise the rent up to market value as we get our business underway? And frankly, the owners were amenable to it. So um, so I do think that that was a special circumstance, but I do think also that because we were able to get in without a high overhead and without, um, without the pressure of having to make a certain amount of money, like we had a little bit of wiggle room in the first year, and it really helped us. Mm. Um, so 2008, yeah, that... You know, you definitely took some guts yeah, yeah. <laughs> to open it. Yeah. Um, and so from 2008 to uh, 2019, or to, I guess to 2020, I guess around like March. Yes. Um, just to give you and me were on the phone. Yeah. Like not moments before the whole shutdown. But anyway, yeah. But just to give context, um, you uh, built a training business here, yeah. really. Um, and have recently transitioned to yeah. another. Yes. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to butcher it. Like sometimes it's a fitness studio. Sometimes it's a training facility. You know, like the different names. What right. are you calling uh, Electron? Your Ooh, new, that's a your good new facility. Yeah. Well, I would say it's an unconventional fitness studio. Love it. And the reason I'm using the word unconventional is it 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 aligns with a lot of the way I like to look at training. I I. I'm inspired by tools and movement and a setup that takes us out of an expectation of what we're supposed to do and kind of allows us to do what we want to do. Uh, and this is not to say that other, other forms of fitness don't also do that, but for me, when I name it something, it, it welcomes in a different kind of, a different kind of uh, game, right? Like, mm -hmm. So you're going to know when you come in, it's not what you would expect. And that's my way of, that's my way of letting people know that. And honestly, some of the things they're doing, they may have done it every other gym, but I'm going ahead and I'm highlighting that for myself because it, it allows me to, um, to be expansive and it allows me to continue to grow into what I think I might end up doing best, which might not be something I'm offering now, but I want to have room for that. Because mm -hmm. I would say just to tag back to prime, um, working with two other people and trying to establish a business that was a recognizable force, I pl we, we played by the rules. We had equipment, you know, uh, a, a setup and an equipment. Honestly, um, I was just telling you, similar to this, where mm -hmm. 
it's very evident what's happening in here. And we know, and we know how we'll engage. We'll either engage in a class or with private training. Um, so Electron feels like a, an opportunity to connect other things that I'm interested in besides just fitness. Mm. And it allows me to have a space where fitness can take place, but then so can other things and other people and other, uh, other ideas. And so, my husband is a musician, and music and the arts are, have always been a big piece for me. And I can't help but get in a room and say, where's the stage? Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not saying Electron's going to have a stage, but it's got really good lighting, and it's great acoustics, and I know so many musicians. So it's like, Nathan, it's sort of like if, they, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, whole, I'm making a container for a lot of creative spirit Michael, and a lot of community. If Michael puts in a drum kit, yeah. it come into play. Oh! Because <laughs> I play. Oh, I... Yeah. How I mean, not, I not? not? Not well anymore. I haven't... Like, I'm actually thinking of getting a little electric kit, putting it in here, but... Yeah, put a stage in. Shoot, that, that sounds I know. amazing. I know. Oh, oh. I, it's so funny. I feel like I should really not have, I don't want to say I forgot that, but for some reason it wasn't present, but that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, I, I, and if I've wandered off, bring me back. Okay. Um, can, I, can I tell you what I, what I think of when I hear electron? Please. Well, I, I think of electricity yeah. and energy, Yeah. and I don't know if that's what you're going yep. for. Um, but I think it does capture your ethos, <laughs> which is lots of energy in the best way possible. Oh, thank you. Um, and I just want to give you props because running a business for, gosh, Prime was here for 12 years? Yeah, 12 to 12, 15. 12 years. Yeah. That's... And if you think about the year before you actually launch and then, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it I was mean, a, it's a, it was a big chunk. It was yeah. a big chunk of my life and a huge, and by the way, loved it from the moment it was started to the moment it had to close. Mm -hmm. Like filled with love. Like really like, not like, oh, I hate coming to work. But I mean, I was just saying I miss the view. I miss the vibe. I feel like, um, I feel like it, I feel like we, we, and I'm going to say we because you were part of it too, uh, towards the end in, in terms of just being in the room with, other of us and yeah. me, that it was just, a, it, it felt like it really, it really satisfied a kind of a, uh, a vacancy in how you could, how trainers could express themselves. Mm. Uh, and it, it gave them a lot of space and room to do that. And, and entrepreneurs. Because a lot of us in the fitness field are entrepreneurs. We kind of have to be. If you don't want to work behind a desk necessarily or work for someone else, you have to be creative and on your feet about how you offer what you offer and, and how that business is, you know, you know how it's held. So, yeah. um, so let me tell you about Electron just to just to back up to the name, which I love please, that you say it because please. I wanted to show up in a way that was un, unpredictable but also right. And um, I had I'm from Detroit originally, and I always loved the name Power Plant. And in Detroit, we have a lot of factories and power plants, and they're really part of the landscape and part of the skyline, and they're really powerful, and they look badass, and there's, and you know, you picture like gears and steam, and, and, and that's where energy is created, right? Whether it's an electrical power plant or a nuclear power plant or a, so 
that, and then I thought I liked how that sounded. It kind of sounds like a person stands. They put their feet into the ground. They do a power plant, and then they, you know, and then they generate energy or they they dispense energy or whatever. So it fit. So I loved it, right? But welcome to a world where there's a dispensary on every corner. And to me, using the word plant suddenly was like, oh, like are they going to think it's where you can, where you can get. The most high hey. of any dispensary. That would be unique. <laughs> so you <laughs> you eat a you eat a pot brownie, right? And then you go work out, right? Sure. So <laughs> so I so even though I liked the name of it, then I was like, gosh, is it going to be misleading? Yeah. And then it was sort of plugging an old idea into a new reality, and I just was like, okay. So I used it as a launch point. The other fun thing about it is the building we bought used to be the old jail. And back then it was called the Who's Gal. So the Who's Gal is where you were, you know, it's like a slang term. Mm. Uh, it actually comes from um, the, a German word, I believe. Okay. And, oh no, I take it back from a Spanish word, uh, which means justice, Juzgado hmm. or something like that with a J. Interesting. So long story, we started affectionately calling it the Who's Gal. And I toyed with the idea of using that, um, but it means the jail. And honestly, I'm in the, a little bit more in the business of liberation and a little less in the business of prison. But so power plan and who's gal all sounded really bro to me. And don't get me wrong, I love bro, but I don't think it was a great reflection of who I was. So it turns out, um, power plant in Lithuanian is elektrina. And so I shortened it to elektrin and I'm like, okay, and I'm Lithuanian. You're Lithuanian? Yeah. Oh. Are you Lithuanian? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm Czech. Check. Okay, yeah. right. We talked about that. Only, only a small percentage. Okay. Though. Less than I thought. I seventeen percent. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Have you? Do you have an official percentage of your well, makeup? Well, I, ha I have a twenty-three in me <laughs> oh, uh, test in there that I need to do. It's just like a saliva swab. Cool. My brother did it though, and you know we're. Oh, that's fascinating. We're blood, so right. Um, t he was twenty-five percent uh, Ashkenazi Jew and seventeen percent Czech, and then a mix of. A bunch of uh, other, I think. Fascinating. Uh, was that a surprise, or did you know? Well, I knew that I was Jewish. I didn't know that much. Right. Twenty-five you percent. Know, I mean, that's right. You know, quite a bit. So um, that was news to me. But no Lithuanian. Michael's twenty-five percent Jewish as well, oh. and a drummer. So what is going on? I know. That's why we're all <laughs> such good friends. We're, we're blood. <laughs> so elektrina um, became electrin because, and then it means. So it means the power power plant in Lithuanian. It means in a couple other languages, I live, elek means I live, and tren means exercise or training. Oh. So it also means I live exercise, and it also kind of means the electric one, <laughs> and it also sounds like a superhero. And who does it. not, who doesn't need a superhero right now, Nathan? <laughs> so, and I had this whole vision of a multi-purpose indoor, outdoor space, with, you know, I'm all into green building materials. So I have a cork floor and a ultraviolet uh, HVAC system that purifies the air. And so, and a ton of outdoor area, a ton of greenery. So I'm trying to manifest a lot of my values into the, the actual physical space. And Electron, the name, is holding that for me in a really great way. Mm. It, it's, it, and it's also a little 
cheeky, which I am also, right? Like, I don't want to be so obvious. I want people to have to dig a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to be uh, difficult. It's just that I, I think that I just, I want to do the next thing. I want to do the new thing. I want to do something that uh, liberates us to try something we might not have tried before. Mm. And sometimes the name of something helps you with that. Yeah. So yeah, and then that kind of fell together. Um, and I will say it's, the creative process was interesting during the virus because all you have sometimes was time to think. And I'd love to, I mean, I can see how your business has evolved, which is amazing. But I mean, you might have also experienced this, this, this idea of sort of a limitless ability to imagine. <laughs> yeah. But then you get to the limitless ability to imagine like what you might do or what you might have. And then, then you're only restricted by what you're like sort of allowed to do, which is very unusual. So that was that sort of push pull I felt quite a bit during the creative process. But I, um, I started working right away with a, a mini team. So a website developer with like sort of a, who helped me with the visual assets and then a brand expert who helped really birth this idea as a complete thing. So they did like a whole value, uh, like what do I value? What do I like? What am I looking for that's similar to Prime? What do I want that's different than Prime? What am I trying to call in? What's important to me as a, as a community person? And um, can we can we pause right yeah. there? Values and what's important to you as a community person. Yeah. Can we dive into oh, those? Oh God, yes. Can we dive into those values? Yeah. And then branch out to the community. Hundred percent. After that. Hundred yeah, percent. So, so ask maybe you want to ask me a more. Yeah. Um, so that that was, that was a very uh, open ended, not question. <laughs> no, but I, <laughs> um, but I'm happy you stopped on that because actually to me. It's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, so, our so, values and how we fit into community. And I have a feeling that the name of this podcast, which is Strong Society, Strong Society mm -hmm. is very much about our values and how yes. it fits into society or yes. how to, it fits into community. So yeah. I really, I really uh, deeply feel it's, it's the time to think about that. Yeah. And so whatever version, whatever version, uh, uh, you would like, or one would like to explore, it's time. And when I say time, I mean in our world, in our country in particular, it's, it's time for us to look outside of ourselves, to move the camera away from our, the selfie camera away from our faces and to look into community and kind of say, hey, brother, sister, fellow business person, um, similar person, very different person, we're all in this together, mm -hmm. and you and I are the same, really, aside from a couple little molecules. And and what are we, you know, how are we going to lift? How are we going to lift this and get going? Yeah. And so um, my values. I realized what was so interesting that as a business owner, I think I I think I thought I had to really compartmentalize. Like if I'm in fitness, I'm wearing my fitness hat and my fitness shoes. And then when I go home, I'm, I'm a mom and I wear my mom stuff. Mom pants. Whatever. <laughs> really the same thing. And then, you know, so, and then as an artist, this was, was this. And then as a, a wife, it's this. And, and so I, so what I started to realize as I, as I grew prime and you guys all kind of showed up. So that was kind of one of the first little glimmers of like this idea of a tribe or this idea of a community or a shared, like if we if we put a little bit of like shared effort that's going to benefit all of us, it'll lift all of us up. 
and we could kind of keep that model going to a certain extent, and I thought it was really um, successful, maybe not monetarily, although I will say it did have a lot of benefit, but what I'll say the value was is it showed me that it, it just it's just more fun when you're with other people and when you're with like-minded professionals who um, who are going to challenge you and see you in a different way and reflect back something that's actually going to help you you know be better uh, so I realized that my so back to the word value I'm just going to keep saying the word value like I really I value um, I value collaboration I value art and beauty I value so there's so many values that I was somehow separating from my business and then I thought wait I don't really have to do that mm-hmm. I can build my values into my business and maybe nobody's going to know unless they listen to your podcast or dissect my website or you know open up the top of my head and see what's in there but I'm hoping that that feeling that that is imbued in the word and in the way it looks and the color of the paint I chose and the intention that I put I I guess what I'm saying is I'm trusting that that matters and the good part of it is because it is something I value. It keeps. Did you see that? I oh, just, you're good. Okay. It keeps me right next to. Um, it keeps me right right next to myself. I know that's a funny thing to say, but it like, it keeps me not, like it keeps me on my on my path. It keeps me on my path. I I just attend to my values. Feel maybe alignment. Yes, I'm aligned with my values. Yeah. Yeah, and I honestly I think that. Uh, once people can figure that out, and I don't have anything figured out, by the way. Um, yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, you're you're um, a, you're a, you're you're on the begin. You're in the beginning of that figuring that out. I would yeah, say. Yeah, and, and like what what you're just talking about with that alignment. Yeah. Um, any successful business, and that doesn't mean a huge business, by the way. Right. That can just no. be a business, a smaller business that serves its community yeah. well, and like that's the focus. But um, there has to be that alignment. With right. values because that's what builds the community, right? That's where it Completely. stems off of. If there's nothing to guide it, right. then, you know, if there's no anchor, then it's hard to, right. you know, kind of build well, it like that. And we see the result of, of, of systems that are broken down because they're being interpreted differently by different groups of people. We're yeah. seeing that happen now, right? And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm loosely speaking to what we're seeing in the world now and, and, and how, um, how each of us can participate in that not happening if we maintain alignment with our values. And I think what I'll say is that um, nobody, I don't have like a, a, a value um, supervisor, right? Like I have to trust that my, my value is something that's worth pursuing. But I think by its nature, a value is that. Like you start to realize like this is a th- this is a um, this is a component of a of a well lived life. Mm-hmm. Being aligned with your values is a component of that, and what those values are, are might be very different. You know, mine and yours might be very different. But what you will feel from me is a sense of cohesion, a sense of a person who's doing something that you can recognize and that you can you know you can notice, and then so. I don't know. It's, it's, that's interesting. I've never had a conversation about values, but I obviously feel really strongly about yeah. them. <laughs> so then, as they leap, leap to community, would yeah. you like me to go there? Well, before we go there, I was thinking of um, what was the process like of defining those values? Yeah. 
Um, it, that's interesting. Wow, what a great question. What was the process of defining my values? Did, did she walk you through something? Was there like oh, a template? Oh, specifically the exercise. Yeah, like, like yeah. Did, did she, oh, gosh, it were was there so sets cool. of questions? Yes. Like how exactly did that did that? It was work? like a, it, you would have loved it. It was like a, it was like a coach giving you like, um, like a session where you get to do kind of a brain dump, kind of like all the things you've ever thought of, but they gave you the buckets to put them in. So I think I told you like, um, first we talked about what, what, what are words that I associated with prime or what was the, what was the, what was my, what was that business like? So I kind of talked about the past a bit and what I valued and what I liked and what prime was about. And then, um, she, she, they had taken these big pieces of paper and just put them up on the wall, like big, what is that called? Butcher paper or whatever. And they had mm -hmm. markers. And so we kind of just did this like visual exercise where I just, I just free, free flowed my ideas and they wrote them down and they directed me. I should be better at remembering what the buckets were, but a lot of it just had to do with, um, what do I care about? What are, what's important to me? How do I want to show up? And then there were questions. How do you think people see you? Uh, how do you want people to see you? Um, what, um, what, what moves you? What inspires you? You know, and so you end up like, really like laying everything out and then seeing it sort of organized by someone else who's kind of got a different strategy in mind and all of a sudden you start to see where the patterns emerge. Yeah. That's what it was. So it was like, oh, and then, and I would say the pattern that emerges are my values. So they crop up in my business life. They crop up in my desire for how I show up in community. They crop up in my uh, you know, my visual taste, they crop. So they, there's all these parallels. And when you see them out there, you're like, well, the only name, you know, the only way I can be is this then, because that's, that's what keeps emerging, you right. know, despite myself, despite the jumble of things I, I hold inside. And what was lovely about it is I do think that when people, when you have that moment, when you have an opportunity, you, you unleash your best creativity when given permission. And I'm going to say that as a teacher, which I kind of am, a teacher of fitness and wellness, that I hope to do that with my clients and students, which is give them the opportunity to unleash their best self. How do you do that? Like, how do you ask for that? And you, you, I know you know, and I know I know. Now, I don't know how to exactly say it out loud, but that's my, my secret sauce is setting up a person for tremendous success and watching them blossom and grow and heal and emerge and all these things that we want them to do as coaches of bodies. And, um, and I, th I'm now off my track. Oh, no, so, so, yeah. really, so, so really, so really started, really started with a brain dump. Yeah, it was a brain dump. Um, and then from that brain dump, you were able to synthesize with your team. Yeah just the things that emerged yeah. as patterns and things you could really right. kind of be like, oh, hell yes, that is right. that is exactly right. what I'm about. That's what I want to put into this business um, and to make it about. Is that, is that pretty Yeah, that's pretty really good. And, and, and I think I had a big lesson in 
Um, not being afraid, like, so Prime was successful to me. It was very successful, and I loved it, and I told you that. Like, I loved it. I loved being here. I loved everything about it. When I was forced to close because of the virus, I, I, I was sort of a funny thing, like, well, why don't I just open Prime 2, you know, because it was so good, and it worked so well, and I, it's so easy. Let's just open Prime it's the second prime, the second coming, or whatever. And I could just, and then actually that's where I started with my process. I started like naming, renaming prime and kind of thinking of a word that was prime, but that was different than prime, suprime, super, you know, whatever. I just yeah. went on and on with that. That was my first little brain dump. And then I realized it was just, I was missing an opportunity to show up in a way that was um, fostered by this, this true um, unpacking of, of what really mattered to me. Yeah. And so it, it came out of that spirit. And then I think I started to just go ahead and liberate my own creativity and say, well, if you, if you can do anything in a way, why not do the, the thing that's right for you? And just by chance, right at the, right at the onset of, uh, of this shift, I went and did that designing your life with, uh, David Evans, Dave Evans. Okay. Um, he's, He's a guy at Stanford who teaches the most popular class. I might have told you this. It's called Designing Your Life. Yeah. And basically his theory around that is um, we all think we have to plug into a certain, like into a certain role, like, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a this. But I think it's like 80% of the careers or jobs that you might ever have don't even don't even exist right now, right? <laughs> and it probably is some crazy number. Yeah. Like that. And well, that, I think that was... A number he threw out, and regardless, there's a large there's a large world of things that your your capacity could fill, and we just we just have like 20 of them that we think we have to fit into. And so, just before getting into this process of designing my business, I was given this an additional exercise. So not just my brand team, but then I did this study with this guy who really said that when you liberate yourself from a from the construct of what you think something's supposed to be, then chances are you're going to start to get close to what something that you are really going to love and really value. So so my team helped me name. They helped. Um, they're building the website right now, all of the boilerplate copy. It comes from me, but then it's filtered through someone who knows how to edit and write. Yeah. And, and also someone who knows how to curate my loquacious nature. So I feel like I do have a lot of words and a lot of ideas. And someone's, and this is the image I've had recently. Someone's got those, um, what is it called when you're bowling and they, they give you the thing oh, that. the guardrails? Yeah, yeah. I've got some guardrails. Or the bumpers? I've got some bumpers. Right. Got some bumpers up? Yeah. And you, I need them. Because you're, you're free to throw, you're free to throw out just, those ideas as hard as you can, but. Yes. You know, they, they will, it doesn't matter because you'll hit on that bumper and it'll, it'll and eventually knock I some really, pins down. And I really, you're, you're, you're yeah. saying a thing that I like to do. Throw it at it, throw something at it as hard as I can. That really is a, a jolly statement. And knowing that about myself, not, it sounds like it could be reckless or it could be like out of control. And I need, I need those bumpers. Yeah. Cause then I can just be me and it's going, it's going the direction I want to well, go. Well, I think that's, and not to get too much into your personal life, but I think that that's why you and Michael work so well yeah. together too. Is he's very, oh yes. He's very focused. <laughs> And you're, you noticed and that. you're very creative. Correct. And I think that, yeah. uh, those two, yeah. those two things are really neat. And it's not to say that he's not creative and that you no, can't no. also, no, you're boil pointing it out down, something. But I think it's important to have that, uh, 
that uh, comparison there because there's I've, I've known so many different business owners too who are the CEO type who are just very like just out there right. big personality all over the place but their COO right <laughs> is like actually we can't do that we need right. to close this down a little bit it's great you have those ideas but let's let's focus it's really really apt of you to pick that up not just I mean you know Michael and I personally but I I could go as far as saying that he gives me permission, right, to exactly. be that because yeah. I won't. I will always have the bumpers, you know. And uh, and I, you know, I I love that he likes to harness my creative spirit and yep. just get dragged along on days where maybe he doesn't feel that way. Um, so yeah, that's that that exercise was so uh, so cool. And, and in fact. I probably should have reflected, I probably should have looked more back at some of the notes and stuff, but honestly, when you see the website and when you start to hear the language and you hear the name and all that, that all came out of that, that percolation machine. And when, and all of, oh, by the way, Feb, February, early February, I'll launch the website. Oh, great. So that'll sort of introduce everybody. Um, not long after that, I'll have my social media switched. So right now it's Prime Monterey, mm -hmm. and I'll switch over to Electron Studio. Awesome. And start to kind of reveal the new, the new chapter, the it's new exciting. version. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, you had you had talked about this is kind of in the same vein, maybe a slight deviation, but you had said you felt like Prime was successful. Uh huh. Right? I did. How would you define that? It. I define it by. I found there was, I found there was harmony uh, in the space. So that sounds really woo-woo and subjective, but I would say that there were a lot of us bouncing around in here with a lot of different kind of personalities and a lot of different kind of clients. But we found a way to make it work because we were all really incented to do so. Because under these circumstances, it was it was going to be a good fit for all of us at the time we were there. So I think it was harmonious. Um, I didn't have to work as hard. So I spent more time managing, but I didn't have to work as hard um, rallying clients and doing PR and da-da-da-da because it was really kind of humming along. Um, I was always inspired because I could look out. And, so, and then it was cash flowing really nicely. So after, you know, when you start a new business, you're, you're out, you're in debt for a chunk of time mm -hmm. on the front end. And if you're coming out of school, you've got debt for other reasons. And so there's just like this, like, what feels like pushing a rock up a mountain for a bit of time. And I certainly did that from between 2008 and about 2015-ish. It was finally kind of whatever. And then my business, one of my business partners left. And then another one left. And then I was left with it. So I found it successful because on my own, I managed to find a really cool team of people that came in and helped me pay the overhead so that I wasn't carrying the burden of that. And then it felt like it liberated me to be more creative, more present for my clients, more present for my husband and my son. So it was like a win-win. Uh, and, and in that, it's successful. Now, I don't measure my, my success by dollars, but I will tell you, and I might have said this before because my dad said this, <laughs> money is not a motivator for me, but it is a satisfier. And 
I like that because it means that I, f I feel my value. I know what it is. And I feel very comfortable charging what I charge and asking people for money for what I do for them because I know what I give is value. And, um, and yet, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing, I love, I love it when it comes in and I love it when it makes sense and I love it when it pencils out. And I actually feel like living a sustainable life Finances are a big part of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, we talk about sustainability in our... And, and to me, a sustainable life means I studied up, I trained myself, I built something, and I could pay the bills, and I can pay all the other bills that come up in my life, and then maybe I can take a vacation, right? And I can be happy, and I can be not stressed, mm -hmm. and I can take breaths, and I can have eight hours of sleep a night, and I can work out. Right, and I can afford to go to the uh, outdoor market. Right, those are like things like that. Like, I those are at the end of the day what I do. You know, it's like what I I want to be able to be held in the things that I do that I, that I value. Yeah. But um, so this business was doing that for me. Yeah. So what is interesting is having gotten to that place, and and one of my stories I tell about the new business is. When Michael wanted to buy the building for the new space, I was like, well, good. Have a nice time. I'm singing here. I love this prime. You're out of your mind if you think I'm going to, I'm going to wreck this deal. This is awesome. I'm really happy for the first time. Things are really cash flowing. Things feel really strong. I think we have a really good vision. And Michael's like, yeah, but I, I have this building. It could be perfect for a fitness studio and my office in the back. And, and so, I went from like absolutely not you're crazy why would I ever why would I ever leave this to this like sudden turnaround where I was like oh yes that's how this happens it's my time now so interestingly we chose this before the virus happened and certainly you know this like I had every intention of sustaining my business through and going ahead and building electron whilst taking care of my clients and you know it's we we have to kind of keep business going. Mm -hmm. And so I had no intention to take a big break and then show up in a new space. I was dovetail, I was hoping to dovetail one to the other. When it became apparent that was going to happen, I, you know, we just decided to, to go on with it. And, uh, uh, and I'm crossing my fingers that coming soon, um, people will come to the door. People will be able to train there. Um, yeah. How, how was that? Cause I, I, I don't think I've asked you this yeah. question yet, but, um, how was that sped up timeline, that transition? Like the virus started, we started oh. hearing about it in February and then March it was like full blown panic mode for a lot of people, myself included. Well. And then April came around and I think it was April when you pulled the trigger and you're like, yeah. all right, like we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like time to fully transition. Yeah. Like what? Walk me through yeah. that. Like, what was going through your head at that time? Well, maybe similar to all of us, we it was really, just really hard to know the scope of what we were going to be addressing. But it became very apparent very early on that in this kind of business, in a small business, um, you might have a bit of a cushion, but it really isn't set up to be like not like not operating. Yeah, like zero percent operation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Like, well, I, I, so I was kind of, it was kind of like watching something in slow motion, I would say. That's the best way to describe mm. it. Because, you know, I just spoke to this incredibly elated, satisfied feeling I had about how the business was going, how the culmination of it was going, and what freedom it was affording me. And don't forget, like, all of the setup stuff, like, I don't know, it's ridiculous, but just like having paper towels or whatever. Like the most mundane thing, like when you finally figure out how to make sure you always have paper towels. It's just like a victory. And, and take that and multiply it by about a thousand of all the little things you need to think about to start a business. So that's the part of it where it felt like it was just singing along. You know, I didn't have to make a lot of decisions. It was, it was happening. So, um, so initially it was like, it was, it felt like, um, watching a slow motion train derail and you're just kind of like like one of those dreams where you're like running and your feet don't go in front of you or something it, it really felt that way it really felt sad mm. for me um it, it just is sad it was sad um and unfortunate um but I'm definitely not dwelling a dweller on the negative and so the good news was then I channeled a lot of that energy into, well, what, what's going to be next? I did do something kind of outlandish, which was I started showing up on Instagram Live every single morning. Every single morning. That was, I, I noticed 7.30 that. From 7.30 to 8. How long, how long did, are you still doing I that? I did it from, mm-hmm. Now, minus, not weekends now. Okay. But this is the trajectory from March 19th till early October. It was seven days a week. Never missed one. Wow. From Mar October, I was like, okay, everybody, I'm taking weekends off. Yeah. And then I started monetizing. So wow. it, for a very long time, it was free. And for a very long time, it was daily. But that little motor kept me um, cooking. Yeah. It kept, so it kept my creative spirit cooking. It kept me relevant as a trainer. It helped a lot of people who were just sinking like I was. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I think it was a really cool experiment. And it taught me something about discipline. It taught me something about a regiment. As you know, you just expressed how I'm kind of a, a bold mover, but I'm not as regimented. Michael's very regimented. You're very regimented. And so for me, it anchored me to something. And I started to understand the value of, of a regimen. And that sounds funny coming from a person who's been a trainer since 2001. But I, the way I, I guess the way I did it just, was a little more free form and equally effective, but then I started to appreciate the daily showing up, the daily nurturing, the daily nugget of time that was exactly the same each time. And man, there was, I mean, there were workouts where I was tired, I might have had a stomach ache. I, one time I, I fell off the deck. Oh, no. um, trying to move a piece of furniture. I was a little like tired and I was moving this chair and I fell off the deck and I scratched my arm and ripped my sweater. And then it was like 7.30 time to go. So it was really, it was a fun exercise. And like, it was kind of like being on a ship, you know, and, and, and you know, cap, I don't know. It's just like, just full steam ahead, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> so uh, your, your question backing up from my long monologue just had to do with what was that like? Mm -hmm. And... So it went from sadness to um, to survival and to like, well, how am I going to show up? And and it really was sad to start to see everything kind of crumble. It was sad to go, oh, well, I now it's all now I'm in debt. 
just, you know, within two months, yeah. I would say, debt starts to be like, oh, I'm still paying insurance, I'm still paying alarm, I'm still paying PG&E, I'm still paying this, I'm still paying that. And overhead is substantial. And rent, and da-da-da-da-da. So then I, I just thought, okay, I can do this for a little bit. I applied for some of the loans, the small business loans. At that time, it, I did not successfully create a relationship with a, loaning, a loan institution. It, I, don't, I didn't try super duper hard, but it felt a little bit like the Wild West when I engaged that way. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, a lot of them were loans. And I was trying to think, okay, so I'm gonna take a loan to pay debt I have now, and then I'm gonna have to pay that loan back and the debt, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I've all started to just feel like, pull the plug, just cut your losses and, um, and distribute what you can distribute and um, put your energy into something that, that, you know, that actually is controllable, I guess. Mm. And because of you, frankly, you know, you were in, you were ensconced in the space, you were able to start business right away, which just felt like, I know it sounds funny, but I mean, I take this place personally in a yeah. way. And you, you know, you might have heard words I said back at that time, and that was what made me feel good. It was like, it's still going. Yeah. There's still people here. <laughs> They're getting helped. They have this yeah. great, this great, doctor who also is a power lifter who also is a great coach and trainer who also knows nutrition and lifestyle and all these things and you were like keeping this the spirit alive and uh and that that was really that actually was really uh uplifting to to see because you know as a community person when one of us is doing well it 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 helps all of us it really does and so i was clinging to that for you and and your business is just incredible so well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. It's really kind. Yeah. And and this place could have just gotten, you know, closed up and turned into a cell phone retail or another, store or, or another something. another rug store. Right, a rug store. Exactly. <laughs> we need another rug store. Yeah. I need some rugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, no, it's been a it's been a crazy ride the past uh past year for sure. I know that uh for, for outdoor spaces, uh, gyms, I think, can still be open, right, uh -huh. um, in California. But, I mean, even still, it's not like, like here, there is no outdoor space, right? So, yeah, I yes. mean, you'd have to go work out in the parking lot, which probably wouldn't go over too well. Right. Um, but, you know, other places where they couldn't really go into a parking lot, they don't have any outdoor spaces. Oh, I, I mean, I... I can't, I can't imagine. I know there's some, like, there's different lawsuits going on right now. And, oh, really? Yeah, in California for, like, fitness businesses. They're, like, suing the state of California, or trying to sue the state oh, of California. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Right. Hopefully, hopefully I, I, soon I, it opens I, up. I mean, everyone's going to have their own individual story yeah. and deal. I do yeah. know that because of, you know, just being in this business and knowing a lot of local business owners, um, what was really tough was the over, dealing with, trying to hold out and pay yeah. the overhead. Yeah. So that's a real tough little space to be in because it just starts, it's just what I described. It just starts feeling like you just keep moving further and further and further away from right. solvency. And, and then you start going, wait, what am I holding on to this for? So I can be in debt for right. 10 years? I mean, it's just a funny thing where you're really challenged to um, to get down to the essence of what you do. The good, the good news about the virtual space is that in a lot of cases, people can pivot there yep. and really show up and, and, and cultivate. So I feel like the exciting thing is I've cultivated a group of people that still value me 
that hopefully will then start to expand again. How, and, how many people did you end up like get into the online? Because you were showing up every single yeah. day. Well, so in terms of people that were like taking my class, yeah, there yeah. were there were mornings where there were a good 40, 50 people. Wow. That was early on. Yeah. And then it really filtered down to about um, a good group of about 35 that are still with me. That's they don't great. all come every day of the week, yeah. but they come some of the days, but there are people that have come to every single one. <laughs> and they're just those crazy disciplined people who yeah. are just like, who just do that, you know, who just are more regimented. And I became part of their regiment. Yep. It was a funny feeling because it was yeah. like, I guess they could have chosen anyone. They chose me. And, uh, and that was, that's been a, it's, it's been a really cool growth point. And I will say that I feel like my health is exceptional. Um, right now because <laughs> I move every day yeah. and I'm pretty active before this, but there's a difference. Hmm. There is a difference. Um, I will say that because of the virus, I haven't required people to have equipment. So that's a factor that'll be fun to get people to lift super duper heavy things. That's right. <laughs> this morning I was trying to demonstrate a, a rotational crunch with a, with an offset load and I had a rock that holds my kitchen door open, and I was using that just because I, I try to just make sure I, I demonstrate that it doesn't have to look like a certain kind of equipment. You can still do the move, movement. And here's what was hilarious. I've been so over, overloaded with my schedule, I couldn't really do it. So I was demonstrating how unsuccessful that was with the rock, and so I said, I set the rock down, and I was like, listen, just take away an element if you can't do it, and do it you know, do the best, you know, without it. So anyway, um, yeah, that's been, that's been a cool, a cool, uh, outcome of this time. Yeah. Having just reinvented yourself. And by the way, and... my sister from Detroit, my best friend from New York, I knew her since she was four. She's my other friend from Los Angeles. Um, uh, my friend from Australia, I could go on and on. So, and they don't always come because the timing is not sure. right, but it's this like little global community and, and uh yeah it's good that's really cool yeah yeah and i think it it just speaks to the uh your ingenuity going ha having to adapt right um and just you know i, I think the, the saying in business goes adapt or die right <laughs> yeah so um yeah. like for for me um i was shut down for two months right right and i started that facebook group and that, you know, it's so smart. It's, it's, it is so smart. It's, it's grown, huge. Yeah. yeah, it's like twenty three hundred people. Oh my god, it's Nathan! I, yeah, it was crazy. I did not expect that. So, like, there were two months in twenty uh, twenty, particularly March and April, where I was definitely kind of like a rudderless ship. <laughs> were you Were you freaking out? Do you oh, mind yeah. me asking? Yeah. Oh yeah. You were like, I was already sort of in a different space and you were like launching i was i was in like a growth phase when you're in a growth phase it's you're just hard. like you're, you're just like yeah. you're you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're just like okay yeah we're yeah. doing it we're doing it revenue's going up patients right. coming in like everything's going great right. and all of a sudden you know i i think I, you know my revenue was cut in like like less sure. than less than half. I mean, oh, easily like a third. Well, I mean, um, it's actually kind yeah. of a wonderful miracle that you did yeah. um, community yeah. side of things, and then um, see where that takes us, and okay. finish up in the next uh, 
like 10, 10 ish, 15 minutes. Sounds good. Cool. Um, so we were, we were interrupted there for a second. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, but tell me about the community aspect of Electron. So, um, we had talked about your values yeah. and how important that is to just building the whole ethos of Electron. What type of community impact do you hope to have through this new business? So, I first of all, I hope to cultivate a new a new tribe of expert trainers or coaches or teachers, people that are offering what they know well and at the top of their ability and the top of their game. Uh, secondly, I feel I felt really called by specifically asking for a more diverse community. And and we all went through this, at least I, anyone with any kind of compassion went through this idea of like, well, how, how do I in my life respond to Black Lives Matter or uh, gender equality or, you know, gender variety or gender diversity? You know, how do I respond to that? Like, I'm a gung-ho, everybody's, you know, we're all in this together kind of person, but how can I put that into action? And so I decided to really make a, my, I put it in my website, it's like this is a radically inclusive place. I want, I want to call in people that might normally not have thought this would be a place where they might work. Um, so we'll see what happens. Because the first trainers that have come to me all, all are very um, blonde and white <laughs> and lovely. And, uh, and I love them, you know, I value them as well, but I'm really hoping to build what looks like a, a tribe that, that reflects a little bit more our community, our world, our nation. So that's important to me. Um, in the way that the name was important to me. It's like I want to call in a new, a new era, and I want to call in an era where you could walk into a room and feel perfectly comfortable no matter who you were. So, uh, so I'm na you know, I'm naming that and I'm hoping that, that, that happens as well. And why is community important to me? It's important to me because, uh, I feel like we, we build strong bodies. Like on a singular level, we build a strong body and we build a healthy body. And what I believe about that is that the people that I am fostering in their growth and development are going to be able to be a better, a better family person, a better community person. They're going to be able to contribute more. They're going to have better ideas. They're going to have less stress. You know, so I feel like I and my little microcosm kind of, I'm trying to feed into a, a better world, you know, and that's, this is my style. This is how I do it in my little community here. And so to amplify that, um, now I have a little bit bigger space with a little bit more capacity to hold more of that and uh, give permission to, peop to people who may not have had that permission. So this doesn't mean there's going to be activism or events like that necessarily. I don't know what it looks like, Nathan. That's what's kind of exciting. I'm just going to, I'm going to welcome in, welcome in it in a different way. And you know, like we live in a very, um, you know, narrow racial area we just do it's just the nature of where we live in this in this in this town and um but i do know that there are people from all over the world that travel through here and um i i think i just want to i want to i want to build something where someone someone from anywhere in the world would feel comfortable to walk in mm. 
Yeah, just an inclusive yeah, place. Yeah, inclusive, yeah. But um, I guess I get, I'm, I'm stumbling a little bit here because I'm thinking, well, what's, what's different from what I used to do before? And I guess what's different is I'm naming it. That's the difference. That's the only difference. It's, like, it's a value that I guess I've held inside, and yeah. now I'm putting it on paper. Well, and that's, I mean, honestly, that's a, it's, it's one thing to kind of subconsciously right. live the values, but it's a whole nother thing completely when you've actually done that internal work to right. figure out what those values are, right. put them on paper, tell the world what those values are, right. live it out, and then, yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, it sounds I was thinking very about different. That. It's like we want to read books, and we want to educate ourselves, yeah. and and we want to be sensitive, and... You know, a lot, a lot of what it means to grow yourself as a human being is to, to continue to educate yourself so you're, that you're aware of things that maybe you were not aware of, so that you're op you open your mind to things that, or, or you release some preconceived notions about things. And so how do you put that into practice? Like, how do I put that idea into practice? And so that's what my hopes are with Electrin. My hopes are to, um, to create something I don't know what it looks like. And that's the fun of it, right? <laughs> kind of. It's <laughs> that kinda. creative process. Yeah. yeah. But don't forget, you know, another one of my values is excellence. Mm -hmm. So excellence and, um, and, uh, and so excellence is always going to be a piece of that. So yeah. anyway. Well, I'll have to have you back on um, once Electron is up and running yeah. for like a year or so and see how the, see how the first year yeah. Ghost. That's, uh, that'll be, it'll yeah. be, it'll be cool to see because you, you know, you have 12 or 13 years of business experience now. And right. usually the, um, the most successful entrepreneurs yeah. are, I don't know how old you are, but they're I'm over 55. Okay. They're over the age of 50. Okay. Um, and it's not their first business. <laughs> oh, good to know. <laughs> right. Reason for experience, right? Like Correct. You have the, not only do you have the business experience, but you also have the life experience, which is, arguably the most valuable thing like you you, you know who you are you yes. know what you're about yeah you don't really care what other people think yes. all that much yeah and uh you know you've been in the community for a while too so yeah i i think that electron is going to be very successful I, and I, I can't wait to see it uh flourish i uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have how do I say this? I, I'm going to have you conjure that thought and help me uh, bring it into in, into being with that that good idea. And I want to say that, like, when I think of you and what you've what you brought here and the expertise and the excellence and all that, that that made us all raise our game in a certain level. And you need to know that. And I think that's a really important thing. And I hope that maybe you could do a powerlifting, like something that could align with with a fitness business that's unique to you that you're an expert in that isn't necessarily your doctor part i think it would be really cool to i don't know yeah, like i branch I've got, out huh <laughs> to branch out would yeah. it be fun for you to <laughs> i guess my question is would it be fun for you to show up somewhere to teach or offer something that was like a one of your passions yeah do you know what I mean? So anyway, because part of my vision for this place is that, yes, it's powerlifting, but it's also, there's going to be meditation classes. Sure. And it's music, but it's also going to be, you know, there's going to be a suspension training, um, aerial yoga, or acro yoga, or whatever. Mm. So I feel like I want to, I want to curate and cultivate a very unique and professional offering of different things, different ways to grow yourself, different ways to expand your body and your consciousness and your 
um, and your participation in a community. So maybe you're going to try, like some, maybe a lot of people who have been doing yoga might want to come and finally learn how to power lift, like they should. That's right. Get those bendy bendies nice and stable. That's right. Right? <laughs> it's so get the important. bendies stable and get the stable a little more bendy. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be the slogan. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's a good one. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jolie, for uh, just coming out. And, yeah. Um, Filling the space with your energy. Yeah. I, I appreciate that so much. So thanks for taking the time today. It's, um, you, you continue to surprise and, uh, entertain me with <laughs> how you grow your business and how successful it is. And, um, I consider you a friend and a colleague and a, a fellow community builder. Yes. So yeah, we're in this. We're in this to the. We're in this together. We are. We're in it. <laughs> well, they need, and they need us. They need us to keep, you know, to keep the keep the faith here. Keep the, you know, keep the idea that being healthy, is a big piece of how our society works. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just got to keep pushing. Yep. Keep pushing. Well, thanks, Julie. I really appreciate it. What is up, my strong people? I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. Please go ahead and tag me in a tweet at Nathan Kadlicek. Send me an email to Nathan at CatalystPT.com. That's K-A-D as in dog, A-L-Y-S-T-P-T.com. Or send me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Kadlicek, Dr. Kadlicek. There will be plenty more episodes coming up in the future weeks and months, so make sure to turn on notifications so you can be the first to hear them. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep working to solve these big issues in the world. And until next time, stay strong, be resilient, and grow.